Hello, and welcome to the Empowerography Podcast. This is a platform created for women's voices to be heard and a place to share their stories, journeys, and successes with the world for the purpose of helping other women who might be on similar journeys. We are empowering women one episode at a time. I'm your host, Brad Walsh, so kick back, grab one of your favorite beverages, and enjoy the stories. If you're looking for jewelry that makes an impact on your self-care routine and your style, Empowerography would love to offer you a discount code to one of our exclusive partners, Quartz and Canary Jewelry and Wellness Company. Please use code EMPOWER15 to receive 15% off upon checkout at www.quartzandcanary.com. Quartz and Canary is truly the place where spirituality meets style. Hello there, Brad Walsh here, your host of the Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest is Andrea Crisp. She is a mindset and confidence coach. How are you doing this morning, Andrea? I am great. It's great to be with you, Brad. Excellent. I'm glad to hear it. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here today and share a bit about your story and your journey with us. I appreciate you taking the time to be here and I appreciate you. Yeah, well, I'm really excited to uh, talk to you and share my story. I love what you're doing. So, uh, so excited to be with your your community today. Well, that's great to hear. I'm glad. So let's jump right in. Andrea, as mentioned, you're a mindset and confidence coach. You're an author, a musician, a pastor, a podcast host. You wear a hell of a lot of hats. And <laughs> albeit, I know you don't wear them all at once, but how important is prioritization and organization to you? And how do you stay on top of things? You know, I am generally a very routine person, but over the past maybe year or so, I found that I like to actually kind of just, you know, engage into my body and allow myself to see what do I need to actually get done today? And that feels a little bit better. So usually it's the more simple I can make things, the better. Simple is good. Keep it, as they say, what's that moniker? Kiss, keep it simple. We won't say that the last (laughs) word, but (laughs) I read that you wanted to be a musician, singer, songwriter. What happened with that path for you and what prevented you from pursuing that passion? Can you tell us a bit about that? Oh yeah. From like probably as long as I can remember, it was something that I really wanted to do. I loved being on stage and I went to college and got a music degree, hoping that I could pursue my, my dream to become a singer songwriter. Mm -hmm. And when I graduated, it was kind of one of those moments where I was faced with some decisions and my parents were like, you know what, you should probably, you know, get a stable job. And so I became a music teacher, which was not something I really wanted to do at the time. Right. And I thought it might be something that would be a bridge to where I wanted to go, but it really ended up kind of being more like a wall. <laughs> so, oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh, Andrea, you can't make money as a musician. Musicians oh, yeah. <laughs> don't make money. <laughs> that that old chat from parents and friends and artists and music, like, you can't make money doing that. Find yourself a stable job that will give you steady income and so on. Yes, exactly. And a pension. (laughs) Yes, of course, of (laughs) course. (laughs) So how long did you teach music for before leaving to pursue your mission of becoming a pastor? Well, I was actually doing a bit of both at the time. So I had always been involved in the church and I wanted to actually go into the Christian industry as a singer songwriter. Okay. And so a lot of the music I was doing in the church was, you know, kind of fulfilling that. Right. And I was doing part-time work as a pastor while I was teaching. 
and I taught for about a decade before I had to actually leave the U.S., which is where I was living. Okay. And uh, I came back to Canada and I was not certified to teach here in Ontario. So I kind of had to, you know, come up with a plan B, which at the time was work at Old Navy. And that was not my finest moment. Yeah, but, but we all have to was, do what we have to do. We're Right, exactly. And so that was kind of the segue into going into full-time uh, work in the church. Wow, okay. Now, with your music, did you play instruments or were you just a singer and songwriter? And I don't mean just a singer and songwriter, but yeah. <laughs> in addition to that, did you play any instruments? Yeah, I play piano. Okay. Yeah. I play a little bit of guitar. Mm-hmm. Actually, that was my first instrument, but oh, okay. piano is, was kind of like my, my secondary, I went to school for voice yeah. and even today I, I still teach both voice and piano. So. Okay. Oh, so you still, you're still active and you play and you still practice as much as you used to? You know what? I don't. And I've been thinking <laughs> about that actually for the past little while since the pandemic started, I think I was just focusing on teaching and I kind of let my own musicianship kind of slide. Right. I'm feeling it. I'm, I'm feeling the kind of the itch to get back there. Well, there you go. What inspired your path then to become a pastor? And how long have you been a pastor? Well, you know, when I was about 15 years old, I really knew that I wanted to be in full-time ministry and that kind At of 15. Yeah, wow. yeah. Very young. Lots has happened since 15, but um, <laughs> at the time, you know, I really felt like it was probably going to be look something like being a pastor's wife and I never have gotten married. And what ended up happening for me was I went through my whole, you know, first career, I was doing music myself within the church. And when the opportunity presented itself for me to uh, become a youth pastor, and then subsequently, I did more roles in the church, music and other things, many things. And there I was found myself as the pastor instead of the pastor's wife, which was a huge departure from what I had envisioned when I was younger. Yeah. And so nothing, nothing had looked like what I had, you know, planned it out as I was going to be a singer songwriter, I was going to go into the Christian music industry, I was, you know, also going to be a pastor's wife doing it. And then here I was being a pastor, ex school teacher, (laughs) you know, a folder extraordinaire of Old Navy. You know, I was really good at that. <laughs> well, sometimes we things just don't go exactly how we planned, and there's yeah. little detours along the way. But I mean, they're all part of creating and building who we are as people. Exactly. It's yeah. all part of the journey, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> there may be some stops that we don't like along the way, but <laughs> yeah, and I know, like, you know, as you know, as I've gotten older, I think that's the the thing that I realize the most is that you know, we can plan for all sorts of things, but we really just have to be open to what is coming. Trust and and allow, as they say. Yeah. Open to the possibilities. That's it for sure. Now, as mentioned previously, when we started off, you are a mindset and confidence coach who works Mm -hmm. specifically with women. Now, why did you decide to focus your energy and business on helping to empower women? And did this journey begin for you with your own personal struggles? Absolutely. You know, when I, I trace it back, I remember being in my first job as a teacher And the students would come into my classroom and they would be playing instruments. They would be 
you know, writing their own music. They're very talented. Some of them are professional musicians today. And I remember having this moment where I was like so defeated and frustrated that that was not me and that I was teaching them. And I sat at the piano and Mm -hmm. I just cried my eyes out because I was, you know, really feeling defeated and I wanted to be pursuing my own dreams. But I felt this still small voice just tell me that if I would empower them, that I would have a bigger platform helping them than I would if I did it on my own. And that really informed kind of where I went from the, in, in my future and really understanding that my biggest gift was going to be to empower people. Amazing. Can you share with us a little bit more about your own personal journey and struggles? Yeah. You know, I didn't realize probably uh, until not that long ago, actually, uh, until I left full-time church ministry that I had been struggling with anxiety and depression for about 20 years. I was very functioning, high functioning. And I I recognized when I became an entrepreneur and I had to start running a business on my own, that there were a lot of holes and that kind of made me start down this real healing journey for myself. And I went through a spiritual deconstruction. I, you know, really had to learn about the consciousness of conscious mind and how I could, you know, really shift my mindset. And that was because of my own struggle with anxiety and depression, which I mean, sometimes I have anxious thoughts nowadays. I mean, but it's very rare now. And, you know, I'm happy to say that I no longer, you know, I'm struggling with those things. So yeah. Mindset is such a huge piece of that puzzle. The self-work, I mean, everything, absolutely everything starts with self. Yes. I was one of those people. I'm a one on the Enneagram and I kind of, you know, jumped into the label that I have a negative inner voice. And I would say that to myself all the time, which of course perpetuates this negative inner voice. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I started to really understand how that was impacting me and affecting me, I started to realize, oh, that's why, you know, you know, 15 years ago, 10 years ago, you know, I was unable to do certain things because I was living in this fear and this doubt and this insecurity. And, you know, instead of, you know, saying even at that, you know, really, really pivotal time in my life, graduating from college and wanting to pursue my own dreams, when I kind of realized that, you know, if I could shift my mindset that I could actually have what I desire, that really made a big difference. And so understanding that mindset is so important and really for so many women, they are struggling with that. And, you know, the coulda, shoulda, wouldas, and it's like, it's too late to, you know, redo all those things, but we can start from where we are today. Exactly. So what was the breaking point for you then? And how did you overcome all that and shift your mindset was it coaching was it talking to something like how did you how did you deal with it and how did you start on that different path and shift your mindset well I had a a real honest conversation with a friend that was a starting point right and uh, she said you know Andrea things need to change for you and I think I had like that (laughs) you know they say the come to Jesus moment yeah where I was like okay you know, something does need to change. And I, I ended up going to my doctor. They wanted to put me on antidepressants and I don't find anything wrong with that, but I just felt like that wasn't what was going on for me. 
And when I went to visit a natural health practitioner, I realized there was a lot of things that were not functioning well in my body. So she put me on some protocols. And when we started working through that, naturally I started to shift. And then that's when I was able to really work on my mindset. And I just kind of fell in love with self-development and got a coach and just kept going. So it just was kind of like one thing led to another, but I didn't have a clear path at the time. I just knew to do this, then do this. Right. Yeah. Just follow the steps. Exactly. (laughs) So Andrea, how would you say then these experiences have helped shape the Andrea you are today, both personally and professionally? Do you think? Well, I know that, you know, I honestly feel like sometimes I can't pull the two apart. You know, it is, you know, definitely, I think my purpose in life is to help other women and help other people really to, to see the potential in themselves and to believe for what is possible for themselves and, and to go after that. Because I think that, you know, if we're on the earth, we want to make an impact, whether it's in our lives of our family or others, and just to really, you know, make that difference. Absolutely. There's nothing like having impact on another person's life. That feeling is just, and such an incredible feeling. And it's, it's almost indescribable to fully explain how it feels to be able to do that for someone. Absolutely. Now, you say that you help women show up for themselves, step into their personal power and confidence and take steps of courage to have a life and biz they love. Why have you decided to make this your personal mission? Because I think that if women realized that they could have positions of power, if they realized that they could increase their income, have wealth for themselves, that the world would actually shift. And creating a business for a lot of women you know, really changes communities and changes and impacts so many lives. And when women can understand that that is a possibility for them and they can, you know, manifest that within their own life, that is actually going to change where we're going in the world. And I think that it's time for there to be a change. And I think that women have the capacity to be able to do that. But, you know, that's, you know, even for my age, undoing some of the you know, the old beliefs that we've carried around for a really long time and that we can do it no matter how old we are. You're right there. I mean, yes, it's definitely time for change. And I think COVID has shone a a very bright light on that. And the fact that it is possible to make changes and they are happening. It's a long road, I think, but it's definitely necessary that we, we change the way things are being done and get rid of these ways of old and these old ways of thinking and and behavior and all of it. It's time for a shift. And I truly believe it's coming and you can just feel it. Yeah. And, you know, the work that you do, Brad, I think is so important because I think that, you know, we need more men to link arms with. Yeah. Because if we are going to make a difference, then some of those doors need to be opened by men. Yeah. And, you know, it, we're going to push that ceiling, you know, up and, and over, but we might need the help of our, our brother, our dad, our husband, our spouse, whomever it is, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To, to actually do that. And, and I don't, you know, I'm, I'm not one of those, you know, women's empowerment only for women. <laughs> yeah. I think it's really, really important that we're on equal footing. Well, I think that it's our duty as men 
to show our support and show women and tell women that we're your allies. We're here to support you and lift you up and empower you and help in any way we can. I think that's just our duty. Wow. I love that. (laughs) It warms my heart to hear that. (laughs) Now, I read that your clients affectionately call you their secret weapon. (laughs) Why have they given you this title and nickname? You know, it's funny because I laugh about that copy on my website, but it it actually is a true story. One of my very first clients actually said that to me. She's like, Andrea, you're the secret weapon I didn't know I needed. (laughs) And uh, and so it kind of was a little bit of of a joke at the time, but I think because of my capacity to hold space for people and really allow them to unpack what they need to unpack. That was where it was, okay, you know, I'm quietly behind the scenes helping and empowering. They're doing the work and the heavy lifting. So yeah, I love it. I love that nickname. (laughs) (laughs) How long have you been coaching now? And what would you say lights you up or inspires you the most about the work that you do? Well, I've probably been coaching since about 2010, but I have to say, that when I look back, I was coaching from the moment I stepped in the classroom. Yeah. So, you know, 20 plus years, but really kind of getting more of a handle on, you know, what does it look like to, to coach and not just lead or, you know, be um, a counselor. Cause I was also I have a master's in counseling that kind of, you know, changed over the years and kind of finding my own footing and how that looks for me. It changes monthly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's, that's life, right? Things change very quickly and you just got to roll with it and adapt. Mm -hmm. Now, as I mentioned at the start, you're an author. Can you tell us a bit about the book that you wrote, the title, what it's all about, when it was written? Do you plan on writing another one? Yeah, I wrote Designed with Purpose and self-published it. And it was actually one of the tools that I used when I first started group coaching. Okay. I was helping women with life purpose and, you know, really discovering their life purpose. And so we were using material that I found outdated and, you know, not really helpful. So during the coaching, one of the girls in the session actually recommended, she's like, you know, why don't you write your own book? And that kind of was one of my very first risks that I, you know, took because I was like, I have no idea how to write a book. I'm not really a writer. (laughs) I had all these reasons why I shouldn't be writing a book. And I did it actually in secret. I didn't really tell anyone. Wow. And when I went to self-publish it, I was having a launch party. And I remember all of these friends, I invited them and they're like, what? You wrote a book and you're self-publishing it. (laughs) And I had so many friends afterwards tell me, do you know that I like, you know, help authors? And I was like, oh man. (laughs) And so for book number two, I'm going to tell people there you <laughs> I'm going go. to get that's, a little bit of help. <laughs> yeah, that's probably a good idea. <laughs> Subsequently, the first book did not make the bestsellers list. <laughs> that's okay. The next one will. That's it. Exactly. <laughs> Andrew, you're also a podcast host of the Courage Cast podcast. Can you tell us what inspired you to start a podcast and what's the subject matter? Is it interview style, solo? Is it a mix of both? Yeah, actually this month, we are going to be airing our 200th episode, which oh, is really congratulations. Exciting. Yeah. And awesome. like, I'm thrilled that we have been able to continue on the journey as long as we have. It's, you know, a labor of love, as you know. Yeah. And about four and a half years ago, when I started, it was really all about empowering women to live bravely. And I was telling stories of ordinary women who were doing extraordinary things. 
And as most things, you know, we shifted and changed and I went through my own life experiences. And so the podcast is a mix of conversations and solo episodes that, you know, follow even my journey and trajectory through, you know, shifting my own mindset and learning the things I learned. I talk a lot about my spiritual deconstruction, what happened through there. And, you know, really the thread is, you know, how do you take those brave steps in your life and how do you step into your own power? It is a mix. And now I really gear it towards people who are showing up in the world and doing amazing things so okay. that they can continue to do that themselves. So it has shifted a bit over yeah. the years, but we're, st- we're still going, you know, strong with kind of the, the same format, but you know, our listeners have grown too. So we're changing and so are they. 200 episodes. Well, that's great. Congratulations on that. That's huge. With your coaching certification, why did you decide to focus your certification on mindset and confidence? Well, you know, actually I have multiple certifications in coaching. (laughs) Uh, I started with, you know, what I knew, uh, life purpose. And then I went into success coaching as well as uh, leadership coaching. And then I realized that that was all great and wonderful and I could, you know, really help people and help them, you know, unpack where they wanted to go or set a goal, but I couldn't really help them shift their mindset. Yeah. And so that led me into, you know, discovering that, okay, I really wanted to get a certification to help people understand how they can reframe their mindset and give them the tools to do that. So that was really kind of an important step for me. So that, you know, I could be as effective as possible in a session and, you know, the client can walk away with the tools that, you know, they can do this over and over and over again in their own life. Love it. Being a mindset coach, can you speak to how important a part mindset played in helping you through your struggles and just how important mindset is to our daily routines and our successes? Yeah. When the times that I woke up in the middle of the night with debilitating anxiety, I think was the moment that I realized that something had to change. And I didn't understand that that was my mindset. I didn't understand that those were my subconscious fears playing out and really learning that I could reframe and I could shift those old patterns of thinking was so pivotal for me to know that, you know, I don't have to live in the past trauma and the experiences I've had. Yes, they've happened, but my outlook and perspective doesn't have to be the same. And so being able to shift them has helped me make even a bigger impact, but also to feel peace of mind. And I'm like, I talk about impact a lot, but really at the end of the day, I want peace of mind. I want to know that my life is, is, you know, calm and peaceful and enjoyable and you know that I I love my life and it took me a long time to get there but that's why I think it's so important because it doesn't really matter what we're doing I think that when we're doing it from a place that we feel empowered and we feel peaceful then you know we can we can go through anything absolutely I mean we only get one shot at this life so 
why wouldn't you want to be happy going through it? I mean, it's just, I don't know, we, but we tend to get stuck in these routines and then, then it, it just keeps going. Years go by and it's like, oh shit, how do I get out of this? And I don't like this anymore. I don't want to be in this place anymore. I want to change and shift and then fear sets in self-limiting beliefs and all of these other things, which of course play into the bigger piece, which is mindset and, and being able to shift that and change that to break yourself out of where you are. It's a very hard thing to do for sure. And you know, Brad, like, you know, to that point, I didn't realize how much of a victim I was playing in my life. Yeah. I really didn't look at myself as a victim. And when I really started unpacking things, I realized, you know, I'm making a lot of excuses for where I am. And in order to change those things, I have to own up and take responsibility that I got myself here. Right. And in order to change, I have to acknowledge that yeah. and, and start to shift that so that I can have what I want. And I think like, you know, the pandemic has really illuminated that for so many people because they're like, this is not what I want. <laughs> Absolutely. And, it and show, it's, like, and it's shown yeah. that we don't have to live the way we've been living. Right. And if you want to change it, you have to take responsibility for it and own yeah. it. And it's okay. Like, so what that you've gotten yourself in this place or that you find yourself, you know, maybe somewhere you don't want to be in a relationship yeah. you didn't want, but you can change it and, That's right. and it's not too late, but you have to take the ownership over that for your own life. 100%. And that just goes back to what we were saying earlier about the self-work. People have to put in the work. They have to be willing to do the work. They have to be willing to look inside. And that's that's a big part of the problem, I think, for people is they don't want to look inside. No. Right? Well, they want to be able to blame somebody, right? Yes, it's for sure. It's easier to say, well, this happened because... Yes, absolutely. And we all can say that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, Everybody does it. And everybody has done it. Yeah, exactly. What would you say has been your biggest takeaway or most valuable lesson from all that you've been through? That I need to chill out. (laughs) (laughs) Just chill Um, out, Andrea. No, seriously. I, I, I actually was thinking about that not long ago. And somebody asked me like, what's really like, what do you, do you need to know? And I'm like, cause I was, I was so in my head, so in my head. And overthinking everything. And, and so I, I think for me, it was really like, okay, just like, just chill out, let it go, have fun. Yeah. It's going to be okay. Yeah. Love it. (laughs) It it sounds so simple, but it's not simple at all to do. Oh, when you're, when you're a chronic overthinker. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's you're, you're telling somebody like, what chill out? What does that even mean? How would I even do it? Then you're like, you want to read a book about how to chill out (laughs) because You're trying to figure out how to do it. <laughs> Maybe oh, that yeah. could be your next book, How to Chill exactly. Out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. To date, Andrea, what would you say is your biggest high or your greatest win? Oh, gosh, that I stayed in the game, Love that it. I didn't quit. That's yeah, a big 100%. one. That's mm-hmm. a big one because people do. I mean, it's funny. I've seen so many memes about this that have gone around. And one that sticks out in particular is one that a friend of mine, a good friend of mine sent me. And it's got two guys and they're digging with pickaxes in a diamond mine. And one guy has got quite a ways to go and he's plugging away. He's going the other guy. The diamonds are just on the other side. All he has to do is pick a bit more and the diamonds will come through and he 
turns, he drops his pickaxe, turns and walks away. And it just goes to show that you just, you never know how close you are to leveling up, to moving to that next level. And so don't give up, keep going, keep pushing no matter what, just keep going. Exactly. Be like, keep the healing journey going, you know, pursue the dream. You know, if, if it doesn't work, find another, you know, way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, pivot, whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just stay in the game. Yeah. That's it. What do you think your unique skill set or superpower is that's helped you become successful? My ability to encourage others Love is it. definitely, yeah. Speaking of success, how do you define that word? What does the word success mean to you? I think it means living a life that that feels really good and enjoying what I do enjoying who I'm with, that feels successful to me. What would you say is one of the most important things you've learned in your life? What was And what was your life like before learning that? And what was your life like after learning that? That I can rely on other people, that I can receive that support and have that deep connection with them. I've always been a good person in community, but I think before I learned, you know, um, to, to trust really, I think that maybe the word is trust, but I think that I, I innately didn't really trust myself. I didn't trust others. So I think once I learned that I can trust myself and I can trust others, that that changed everything. I think that's a big hurdle that we have a lot of trouble overcoming too, as humans is asking for help, asking for support. Mm -hmm. I think part of it comes from shame, not wanting to ask for that. Part of it comes from fear, I think, for fear of being rejected. But I have to say, I've found in my journey that if you don't ask, the answer is always going to be no. Yes. I mean, usually if you ask, people are usually more than willing to help out. You know, that is so true. And I think that, you know, as women, you know, I have found myself feeling a lot of shame or guilt around not being able to do something or wanting to be able to prove myself, validate who I am by doing. Yeah. And if I, you know, ask for help and it's like admitting defeat. Yes. But exactly. really the big lesson has been for me lately has been no, you know, you're actually admitting that, you know, you're willing to go further because That's you're right. willing to get help. That's right. Yeah. I mean, think about it community. If you, if you ask for help and you surround yourself with people who are like-minded and community you cannot lose with community everybody helps one another and through that everybody benefits you can't yeah. lose yeah i love i love com- like community is a huge aspect of has always been of my life whether that's in person or virtual lately it's been more virtual than in yeah. person but <laughs> Absolutely. i could use a little bit of in person not gonna lie brad <laughs> yeah well I'm, I'm we i'm sure we're all starting to get past the point of feeling that now it's i mean yeah. we're almost two years and yeah i think in person would help things along a little bit i would say oh yeah definitely <laughs> <laughs> Andrea, who in your life has had the biggest impact on you and why? My friend Rosanna, when I was about nine years old, she was 14. She became my babysitter and she taught me so many things. She was actually probably my first mentor and growing up alongside of her, she taught me to drive. She took me to camp. She would, you know, break me out of junior high and we'd go camping in the summer. And I went skinny dipping with her for the first time. And she was 
honestly, I think one of the most important people in my life because I, I've discovered through her, and this is of course, many years later yeah, that my superpower was going to be being her to other people. And had I not experienced what that looked like when I was a kid in my very formative years, it's in, has an imprint in my soul. And I just want to be a Rosanna to people. I love it. Is Rosanna still in your life? She is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, That's she good. is. In fact, I introduced her to her husband. And, oh, wow. Um, you know, they've got kids and grandkids and, you know, yeah. And she lives a, a very different life than I do. Like we ended up choosing very different paths in life. Right. But she was exactly what I needed because I didn't need me. I needed her. Yeah. So I needed to to know that. And And then she just really showed me that, you know, there was going to be other women. And, and subsequently, that's what happened. Many more mentors and coaches came through my life yeah. after her. But she was the one who, when I look back and go, had it not been for her, would I have been ready to receive the others? She led the charge. Yeah, she did. She's amazing. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I'm glad to hear that. What does the word empowerment mean to you, Andrea? Lifting up. Okay. Yeah, raising others. What is your personal motto? You know, I was thinking about that. I don't know that I have a personal motto. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking maybe I need one. (laughs) There you go. I don't know. I think I I would say if anything is just like, just keep going, Andrea. Yeah. Yeah. That seems to be the theme. Okay. We're going to jump into a little rapid fire section here. So the next grouping of questions, just be two, three, four word answer type thing. Okay. What was your dream job as a child? Singer. How would you describe yourself in one word? Deep. If you're writing your autobiography, what would the title be? You're not a loser. (laughs) Jesus. I don't know why that came to me, but. Well, hey, we'll go with the first thing that comes to mind. That's right. If you could teach the world one thing, what would that be? To use your voice. What's one thing you want, but cannot buy with money? Deep, intimate connection. What would your family and friends list as a couple of your best characteristics? My laugh, my ability to hold space, and the ability to encourage. If you could change one thing about the world, what would you change? People would smile at each other. You know, that's it's such a simple thing, and it's so infectious when you think yes. about it. You smile at someone and they smile back and it's just a domino effect. If more people would smile at one another, how happy would that that look? How how amazing would that look? It would be invite so much more into the world. Yeah. Because yeah. it's just a continuous thing. It would just keep going and going. Yeah. <laughs> so simple. A smile. It takes less muscles to smile than it does to frown, you know. I know. I hear that. (laughs) I need to see more people so I can smile at them. (laughs) There you go. If you came with a warning label, what would yours say? Honest to a fault. (laughs) That concludes our rapid fire section. Now back to our regularly scheduled program. What is an unexpected blessing or occurrence in your life that you're grateful for? I got a puppy this year (laughs) (laughs) and she's what I didn't know I needed. She is a spitfire. She is stubborn. She is currently sleeping. Thank God. And she keeps me on my toes. She's not an easy docile dog, but she has, the blessing has been, I have to go outside with her all the time. She is constantly, you know, keeping me doing things and is just such a, an amazing companion. Dogs truly are amazing creatures. I have two. I love those dogs to death. I mean, they're just, 
they're just incredible. They bring so much joy and they just bring something to your life that no other animal can. Oh, I love this dog. She's, uh, she drives me bananas, but <laughs> I think they are truly the only creature on earth capable of complete 100% unconditional love. Yeah, I know. Isn't that so strange? And even when I get mad at her, eh? like, yep. for doing something, she's all right. Yep. Like, let me love you up. <laughs> yep. That's it. I, you know, the best feeling you, you can leave the house for five minutes or five hours it doesn't matter when you come back. The greeting is the same. Same. It is so true. I actually, today I put the garbage out this morning and that's exactly what happens. You know, she's standing at the door and she, you know, they do the wiggle. Yeah. They wiggle and they're, you know, <laughs> it's an oh, amazing yeah. thing. It, it, it just, it, it fills your heart mm-hmm. truly. <laughs> Andrea, what does the best version of you look like when you close your eyes and imagine it? Uh, me being. who I am. No uh, pretenses, just me. Love it. If you had the opportunity to sit down and have a one hour conversation with one woman, any woman in the world, who would it be and why? The queen. Yeah. I would love to have a conversation with her about what it was like being a queen before women were breaking barriers like they are. Very cool. What is your why, Andrea? I really believe that we're all created with a purpose. And when we know that and when we can live that out, the world will be a better place. Yeah, I would agree with you 100%. I mean, you think about all the people in the world that aren't living their purpose or don't know what their purpose or mission is. And they go to a job that they hate going to every day and don't want to wake up and go to work. Think of what an amazing place this world would be if everybody found their purpose and their mission. You know, absolutely. I think about that all the time. I think about, you know, people talk about, you know, I'm making this much money or I'm doing this and I can't wait until I retire. Yeah. And I just don't get that. Like, I just don't understand that rationale. I'm like, I want to work until there's no more people to impact. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's not about work to me. It's about, I love this. Like, I love what I get to do. I love that I can have conversations or coach or record a podcast or write a yeah. book or like that to me is energizing. Like, and, and there's so many more things I want to do to help more women do things, but I, I don't get, and that's, Hey, listen, if somebody wants to have a job, that's an accountant and go to work and they love that. That's their mission. That's amazing. their purpose. Absolutely. That's 100%. amazing. You know, yep. like I think it does, it's not about a nine to five. It's about no. doing what you love. That's right. 100%. Yeah. And you know what you said about people wishing or can't wait till they retire. That's that to me sounds like they're wishing their life away. Yeah. It, it just, I don't know. It's, it's crazy. But like you said, I mean, the, let's be honest, the world needs ditch diggers. If you're working at McDonald's and that lights you up then, Hey, great. That's your passion. You found it. Good for you. I think that's amazing. That's all, you know, I, I just, I wish everybody could find their purpose and their mission. I really do. And and you know, what really is interesting. One of the things I've discovered about purpose, which is so fascinating to me is that when I look through the thread of my life, everything I've done, it's always been, it's not about what I did. It's about who I was in that. And I was the same person as a teacher, a pastor working at old Navy, And as a coach, none of that changed. I always showed up. My purpose was to empower others. And when I was at Old Navy for those three months, they were long months, (laughs) but 
I worked with all these like college students who would come to me for advice. Why are you working at Old Navy? And I would just be like, you know, it's just, you know, it's something you're a teacher and you're working here. But it was this moment, this window of opportunity that I had to empower those people. There you go. That was, again, it it was part of your journey. Yeah. It's purpose. So it's not about what you do. It's about who you are when you do it. Love that. That is brilliant. Andrea, if you could go back and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that piece of advice be? Smile more at guys. (laughs) (laughs) No, true story. (laughs) All right. Care to elaborate a little bit? Yeah. Like, you know, I'm still not married. So, you know, it's one of those things where I think to myself, you know, it goes along with the chill out statement. I think I was just really in my head a lot for a long time. And it took me a long time to figure out, okay, I need to get out of my head and into my body. And I think that came with my church upbringing right? and kind of unlearning some of those things later in life has, has been a bit harder, but also really beautiful. So I would say to myself, you know, like, it's okay to flirt. It's okay to like, you know, be yourself and laugh. Have and, fun. Yeah, that, yeah. I would tell, I would tell myself that. Love it. Lastly, Andrea, if you were to deliver your last 30 second speech to the world or your corner of the world, your community, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? What would you say? What words of wisdom would you impart? I would sing. Okay. Yeah. I would want people to feel something. Love it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Andrea, thank you so much for taking the time to be here today. And this chat has been incredibly inspiring and thought provoking. And I've thoroughly enjoyed sitting down and, and having this time to chat with you and learn a bit more about who you are and what you do and your insights. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here and share those with me and with the Empowerography community. It is an absolute honor and pleasure to have you as a member of the Empowerography community. I want to welcome you into the community and just tell you I'm so grateful for you and thankful for you being here. I appreciate the, you know, the invite and to sit and chat with you and such insightful, brilliant questions I must (laughs) add. And, you know, thank you. I really do. It's it's always fine. It's just so invigorating to sit with somebody and just create that connection. So thank you for having me today. My pleasure. My honor. Once again, my name is Brad Walsh, host of your Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest has been Andrea Crisp. She is a mindset and confidence coach. Thank you so much, Andrea. I hope you have an amazing rest of the day. Thanks, Brad. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with all your friends. You can find me at visuphoria.ca, follow me on Instagram at Empowerography Podcast, and on Facebook at Empowerography. Please join me next time for another inspirational story from yet another amazing woman.